All right, welcome back to the second the Simmons Car Care Shop Talk Show. I'm Jerry Simmons, your host, and along with me is a friend of mine, Emily Kudamanyana from State Farm. She's a State Farm insurance agent, and she's at 4345 East Broadway. Phone number is 445-6444. Now, we've already discussed the fours and uh Spectrum Auto, Auto Collision, and Emily's Place. Emily's Place is 445-6444, and we're talking auto insurance. We're, and we, we've only covered just a part of the questions that I have for Emily as we proceed right on into the second hour. 719-1490, 719-1490, and we're going to get into a little other, a little more close to us. Now we we touched on pack rat damage. Good morning, Emily. Good morning. All right, just checking. <laughs> but we, I'm I'm just over here admiring have, how every time you say my last name, it gets a different flavor to it. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> you can always pronounce it. Original. I told you I'll call you Emily C. So be nice to me. Hey. <laughs> Um, but you're doing great. Thanks, Jerry. It's it when when they don't give you enough to enough time to make your cup of coffee, and you have to stand over the coffee pot. Then you have to do this stuff of memory. And as you know, I'm old enough now to where my memory doesn't always agree with what I'm actually thinking, <laughs> so it doesn't trigger. All right. Now the first hour we covered pack rat damage, which is massive in 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 Tucson. Now, on the coverage, you say it's covered by comprehensive coverage, right? Yes, sir. All right. When I have a pack rat claim on my vehicle, does that go into my history so that when I get ready for renewal, it goes up? Pack rat, so pack rat damage goes under the line item comprehensive. That is a different type of claim than a collision. Uh, it is, let's say it's unavoidable. Um, for instance, if you're driving and you hit a deer and you wreck your front end, that's comprehensive. It's unavoidable. You, you had no control. If you get into a collision where you hit a stationary object while, while you're driving like a wall or you hit another car, that is, that is a, what we'd call avoidable. So it does not negatively impact you, or comprehensive doesn't negatively impact you like a collision would. Does that answer mm-hmm. your question? Yeah, yeah, that, that covers it pretty well. Uh, how about if I have three or four claims on it, on the pack rat damage? So, I, 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 you've seen this, okay? Yes, <laughs> indeed. All right, so what... What I've found to be the common practice, and this is uh, State Farm, this is many other insurance carriers that I've talked to customers of other carriers, you, you get a letter in the mail, and it's a caution letter saying, hey, so we've seen this incredible trend of X, you know, let's say pack rats. Uh, we have all of these suggestions of how you can mitigate that. Uh, the popping of the hood, the light underneath, uh, you, you know, parking your vehicle somewhere else, driving your vehicle more often. Uh, sometimes pack rats happen because a vehicle sits too long and they just take up residence. And 
And so you will be given an opportunity to remedy it yourself. If the trend continues, then probably action will have to be taken. Okay, that's fair. That's fair answer. That's fair. Okay. All right. Now, another little uh, thing that we were talking about, uh, flood insurance. Beware of flood zones. Automotive. If I have a car setting and it gets flooded out because we have a 100-year rain or something like that, is that covered by homeowners or is that covered by automotive? Okay. So flood is a uh, item that is provided here in Southern Arizona. I partner up with FEMA. And if I have a customer, because the flood maps were just redrawn in Southern Arizona in Tucson. And so I've had customers that have come to me and said, hey, all of a sudden I need flood insurance. It is expensive. Um, and so it covers only a certain amount. It is, it's government insurance. So you really don't have a lot of flexibility with it. You take it because you have to have it, and you'll take whatever it'll give you. Uh, that being said, it only covers your home and your property, meaning your, your personal possessions within your residence. If your vehicle, say you're, so we, this is the more common one in southern Arizona, is the, uh, the washes, uh, people getting washed away uh, in a vehicle due to monsoon flooding. Um, that is, you'll need to have comprehensive coverage to have coverage for that. Your homeowner's policy will not extend coverage to your vehicle uh, if, if you get washed away um, in a, a monsoon flash flood. And let's all not forget, is it called the dumb motorist or the stupid motorist law? Don't drive into the Stupid motorist. If there is a barricade, don't go into it because it's, it, losing your car is the best outcome of that situation. That's right. All right. So you you have to go back to you have to have do does State Farm do they sell like uh flood or is that just covered on the car? So flood flood is under comprehensive. So that'd be a okay. if you if your car gets washed away you'd file a comprehensive claim. Uh flood for your home it, for us you go through FEMA for that. State Farm doesn't provide flood insurance through our policies. We don't underwrite the flood insurance. FEMA would for the home. Um, your home will uh, will not extend coverage to your auto. Here's an example I had about a year and a half ago. I had a house, uh, a, a circuit in a garage, uh, and he had a nice shop in there. He worked on a ton of uh, vehicles, and, and he's had many through the years. And so he had three beautiful classics in his car, in his garage, uh, circuit burst, yeah. many accelerants nearby. And so that being said, it, it burned all three cars down and burned down the garage and half of the house. And so we had to, I, I didn't insure the autos. They were insured with Haggerty because they were all antique, these antique classics. We insure antique classics, mm. but he had them insured with Haggerty. And, uh, mm-hmm. and so he had to make three Haggerty claims for comprehensive due to loss from fire. And then we took care of the homeowner's claim um, to, to rebuild the house. So it was a, a sad, sad day. And it was, 
um, a, that was a bad situation. So always beware. Don't don't keep too many accelerants near an overloaded circuit. <laughs> I agree. I agree 100%. That's the reason I don't have anything around my water heaters, even though this one is all electric. I don't care. I don't have anything around it that anything can spark and hit something else. I just don't do it. All right. Now, another one that's close and dear to us that we don't know enough about is rental car insurance. Go for it, Amy. All right. So when a customer asks about rental car insurance, there's two things that are available in your policy. First thing is rental reimbursement. If your vehicle's in the shop for a claim, there's no coverage for a rental car unless you have this line item. And it's a very inexpensive line item. So if you are gonna if you think you're gonna need wheels while your vehicle is being repaired, then you want to make sure you have rental car reimbursement on your policy. The other one is while you're renting a car. I get asked this all the time. If I'm driving a rental car, is does my insurance pay for it? Here's what I tell my customers. Call my office right before you're going to rent a car, and we're going to add a coverage on there called UNOC, use of a non-owned car. So if you're going to rent a car, I absolutely encourage you to do this. And it's, it's a fraction of what you'll pay at the rental car company. And what it does is extend your coverages to that vehicle. And it will pay, if you wreck that rental car, it will pay for the time out of service. And that usually ends up being the expensive part. Uh, they'll charge you the daily rate at full retail price while that vehicle is in the shop being repaired. And, and that adds up quick. So... Call your agent when you're going to rent a car and ask to add UNOC, use of a non-owned car, so that you make sure that your liability, your collision, your comprehensive, and the time out of force, if you wreck that rental, will be covered. Fantastic. Good answer. Good answer. Thank you for clearing that up. You know, when I first heard you tell me about it the other day, I thought, Oh, crap. I know I've got insurance coverage, but not that time out of service. But then again, I haven't called my agent to even find out. I probably have it. But I, I just, you know, this is something that with people renting cars. And, of course, the car rental prices have gone out the roof. I understand oh, that uh, some of the car rental places are $100 a day for a small car at the airports because of the little shortage of the microchips. And a little bit on the microchip before we go on to this, uh, cars have around 3,000 microchip chips or more, okay? Uh, during the C-19, uh, the demand for cell phone, games, and computers uh, shot up. There is a shortage. Is it going to come out? Yeah, it'll eventually work its way out, but it's going to be a little while. Uh, Ford Motor Company's got football fields and and stadiums full of Ford trucks that's done except waiting on the chip to have it uh, finished out so you can get it. They're already backing down on in order to adjust to move some vehicles. They're backing down on some of the accessories that are in the cars to save a few of these computer chips so that uh, they can actually move the vehicles. So that's what's going on with that. Uh, the uh, all right now. I want to get back to insurance. 
animal insurance. We were covering the original four-wheel drives when we were sitting in Emmy's office. And it's, uh, we were talking about mules and we were talking about horses, and she was talking about small animals and large animals. You want to explain that for us, Emmy? Sure. I already call uh, it Emily. If you, if, yeah, that, I love it. Uh, if you have, say, a horse, or I, I grew up showing animals in 4-H, and you have a prized lamb or rabbit, cow, something. <laughs> You can uh, call your insurance agent, and there is insurance uh, through personal articles that you can insure that animal if something were to happen, and uh, you you think that it has a significant value, and you'd want or need restitution for that. Yeah, absolutely. I'd uh, I didn't know about this when I was a kid, but I was raising them for slaughter. I mean, it was a 4-H project, and and so they were all market animals and uh but i had a few breeding animals and boy that would have been handy if you lose one i mean you lose the revenue of all their offspring so i uh i i like what you guys were talking about last weekend of about automotive and the supply chain of automobiles and i was talking to mm-hmm. a friend of mine who's uh, like i said i i spent 16 years in new car retail and we were visiting about this, and and he said, you know, they order these parts so far in advance, they know how many they're going to be able to build that year, and the raw material squeeze is is really happening. I mean, I don't think we're going to see the end of this, according to him, and he's very smart for a while. And uh, that's scary because it is making a shortage in rental cars. It is making a shortage in new vehicles, and now – I mean, look at what's happening in the used vehicle pricing. It's it's crazy. Uh, you can, Unreal. You can, in some instances, get a new one less expensive than a used one. And when's the last time that happened? <laughs> a long time ago. Um, <laughs> on, the, the uh, yeah. on the animals. Now, if I wanted to insure my mules or something like that, I could just call you and tell you what I've got. And then, of course, you're going to ask me the 10,000 questions. How old is it? Uh, is it in good health? Do I have to provide a medical veterinarian check on this mule? Jerry? Uh-oh. Yes, I'm still here. Are you still I lo- there? I lost you for a second. All I heard was the word mule. Apologize. I don't know what happened. Uh, that No, that's okay. That's okay. I mean, that's what happens when you're doing everything remote. Um now, as long as Andrew's still on the line at the other end, we're in good shape. Are you still there, Andrew? Andrew? All my insurance talk put him to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. We've covered too much stuff to go to sleep. There's too much important stuff that needs to be written down. But anyway, on my uh, animals, if I call you and say, okay, I want to insure my mule. And you say, okay, how old your mule, what shape she's in, and blah, 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 blah. Is that the type of information that you need, like insuring a classic car? Absolutely, yep. We'll, we'll need lots of information about the, the animal. And it's all about having an insurable interest, uh, Jerry, where you, you want to make sure that um, this is a, an, an insurable risk, let's say and that there's value in it, and then determining that value and coming to an agreement on what that replacement cost would be for that. 
Um, just like a car, you know, you, you want to make sure you keep a good parts list. I have uh, an engineer client at Raytheon, and I, when I insure his, he's got some guns and some, some cars, and he keeps these immaculate lists of everything, serial numbers and, and receipts, and, and that is a perfect situation. It doesn't always end up a perfect situation where we've got to go digging through some shoe boxes for some receipts just to make sure we can credential what we're insuring and we're insuring it properly mm-hmm. because you can't just come in and say, my car is worth $100,000. It just doesn't work that way. You've got to prove it. So, uh, okay. but yes, and then there's also, uh, you had asked, I thought I heard the word medical for an animal. That's pet health yes. insurance. That's, that's a slightly different animal. We really only, no pun intended, or all the pun intended. Uh, we, we really only do cats and dogs here, uh, but I have heard that there is uh, medical, and call your veterinarian probably on this one, where you can maybe get on a plan for your large large animal livestock. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Now, we were talking while we was in the office. Let me let me get my stuff straightened out here. I want to hear a little bit more about underinsured motorists and no insured motorists on the other, especially Ooh. in your coverage. Is that above the 205015? Yes. So okay, in the state of Arizona, um, it is, you'd be, as some people are kind of blown away by this, but it is more expensive to buy underinsured motorists than it is to buy uninsured motorists, meaning it's more expensive to add a coverage to your policy to cover against somebody else who just doesn't have enough insurance versus to cover yourself against somebody who doesn't have any insurance at all. And that's where we go back to propensities, meaning frequency. We more commonly see, and, and this is in our office, and I'm, and I'm pretty sure this is industry-wide, because our minimum limits were so low for so long, we more commonly see underinsured motorist claims, meaning you're injured by somebody else who has minimum limits. You still have injuries that need treatment, you file a claim on your own insurance under the underinsured motorist line item. And that will extend coverage to you in the form of whatever limits you have set up there to help continue that treatment. It is not automatic. You've got to make sure you have it. And in our office, our rule of thumb, and we have found this to be a good practice, Whatever you give to other people, give to yourself. So if you've set up that 100, 300 for liability, meaning what, you, what your insurance is going to pay other people if you injure them, give yourself that. You're the most important person. Make sure that you can get the same treatment that you're going to give other people. Okay. So we've already discussed fifteen thousand don't cover a lot of medical. My hand, when I injured my hand, it was forty-two thousand, and oh. with the uh, blood poison and a little stuff that went along with it. But uh, so did you now, have, if did I you wanted have surg- to, you had surgery, right, Jerry? You had surgery. Yeah. Yeah. How, how much and did the surgery expensive. cost? 
I don't know. The whole ticket was over $42,000. Oh, wow. For one one so, hand. And Yep, just one hand. It could be worse. I could have lost a hand, but I didn't. So, you know, to me it was worth it, and I had some pretty good insurance coverage too. But, um, all right, under the uninsured motors, so if I'm going to put uninsured motors, which I do have on my truck, I just haven't bothered looking at the premium, uh, it's the 25, the 50, and the 15. If I were going to ask you for uninsured motors, I would ask you for 25, 50, and 15 also on the uninsured motors. If that's what you have for liability, I tell I tell my customers, match what you give other people. If you have the ability to afford the, if you're if you're in the category where you pay the state minimums, then give yourself mm-hmm. the minimums in the uninsured, underinsured. If you can, right. if you're in a category where you're at the two hundred and fifty five hundred thousand then give yourself that. Mm-hmm. That is a, that's a okay. no-brainer for me. I, right. I want to make sure we- that if my family is hurt, that we are, we are taken care of because I don't, Good. I'm not a fan of surprises. And uh, uh, accidents, again, happen to good people every day. Yep. All right. 719-1490. 719-1490. If you have a question about your insurance or you don't understand something on your policy, now is the time to ask the question. All right. Now let's get back to that non-insurance. Does the non-insurance, uh, does that mean it replaces the other guy that doesn't have any insurance? Is that what that's for? Yeah. If you're hit by somebody and say it's a hit and run, um, and you're you're injured you you can file if you have uninsured motorist you can file right. a claim on your insurance for uninsured motorist and i there you go. if you have husbands and wives out there i always suggest make sure that everybody in the household is first name insured on a policy and that that entitles you um to be a full participant in the household and have control over your policies. And that's important when it comes to, say, for instance, you're hit crossing the crosswalk. You want to make sure that you, and and the person flees the scene, you want to make sure you have coverage in the uninsured motorist. Let's say, for instance, um, you get hit and that person just doesn't have insurance. They let it expire. And that's a common common thing where, you know, we've, we've had customers get hit and the person thought they had it and they forgot to pay their bill and it's expired. There is nothing that other driver can do. So you've got to make sure you've set up your policy to protect you and your family the way you'd want somebody else to do the same if, if the other person did have insurance. So yeah, that's, why, that's why meeting with your agent Grabbing that declaration page when it when you get those renewals, I mean we all get no matter who your insurer is, you get tons of communication. So when that renewal comes up, just go over it. Make sure you understand your coverages and then ask, what else do I not have that you offer? And the Department of Insurance dictates a lot of what we can and cannot offer in Arizona. So they'll be able to lay out pretty much the same thing that I can lay out and uh, make sure that you have everything that's important to you in your policy. 
Fantastic. Good answer. Thank you so much. All right. This portion of the show is brought to you by by Parker Automotive Service Center, 5101 East Speedway, 323-1960. For the ones of you who have been listening to the show, you know I don't bring anybody on my program that I wouldn't deal with and that I don't trust. Parker Insurance is the real deal. They They do excellent work over at their shop. Uh, and it's just someone that I'd refer to. Also, he was out playing hooky on, in Florida last week, and uh, he was at an ATI convention, which is Automotive Technical Institute, and he wound up with the, uh, uh, a couple of awards. Number one, uh, with ATI nationally, and on Carfox, F-O-X, is a division of Carfax. He was in the top 20 in the nation in that. So good information on uh, on our newest uh, sponsor, Parker Automotive Service Center. I've known Mike for years. Uh, he'd been trying to get on. He said for about 10 years, but I didn't have a space for him. But now he's on. Uh, also, he has, expand- he has expanded his business into... Volvo. He has hired a Volvo factory trained technician, and he has expanded to Volvo to include Volvo at his shop. And once again, his shop is located at 5101 East Speedway, 323-1960. And that's Parker Automotive Service Center. Mike Parker's the owner. Good place. Now, Merrill's Automotive. Merrill's Automotive has been around for eons. They're one of the largest independently owned still or independently run businesses in southern Arizona. They also have a machine shop service that is offered at the well for machine shop service. The phone number to the machine shop service is 889-7202. It's located at 15 West Ajo. That's at 6 Naho, 807 4010, 807 4010, 730 to 530, and it's Machine Shop, Merle's Machine Shop at 15 West Ajo. I have two numbers down here. I hope they both work. 889-7202, and I have a 407-4010. I think the 702-7202 was uh, number 807 is the one I'd go with. They're open from 7:30 to 5:30. So Merle's has got you covered as far as parts, equipment. Uh, they've been around a long time. I've been using them for so long I can't even remember how long. But um, they they're the real deal. And you can go to Merle'sAuto.com. They got ten locations in Tucson. If you're looking to ship a drive shaft over to Simmons, they are also out in the outlining areas down around Sierra Vista. Uh, hang on. Sierra Vista, uh, Marinci, Globe, Casa Grande, and Green Valley. If you have a drive shaft, it needs to go into Simmons drive shaft repairs and modifications. Just take it to Merle's, tell them to send it to Simmons. Make sure we got a phone number on it so we can know who to contact once that thing hits the shop. We will fix it. We'll call Merrill's. They'll come and get it. They'll pick it up and they'll deliver it back to you. So that works extremely well. We've been doing that for years and years and years. So there's the information on Merrill's. Automotive specialist, uh, Brian. Brian run across some tough times with his 
parents passing, and I talked to him yesterday. He's doing well. Uh, he'll be back on the show here pretty quick. Uh, he's got a lot of stuff that you have to do when something like that runs up against your face. So he's processing that, but he's still in business. He's still open. He's still working. He's still by appointment. You want to call Brian at Automotive Specialist at 572-1734. You want to call Brian's cell number at 237-3852. Brian's cell number, 237-3852, located at 3611 West Ina Road, Suite 101. It's in the Meredith and Ina Bookman Plaza. Um, that's Mr. Test First Don't Guess for all of you that have forgotten Brian since he's been off here a few weeks. Test first, Mr. Test First Don't Guess, excellent shop, has the big wheel, big alignment equipment like Parker does, Mike Parker does over on Speedway, like Simmons 4 before does on South uh, Country Club. So we can handle pretty much anything that you have. Just give us a shout, and we'll set you up. We are all three busy, so uh, it's, it'll go by appointment. You can go on the websites, and I know that Brian, you can schedule online, Simmons, you can schedule online, and Mike Parker, you should be able to schedule online, even though I haven't pulled his website, but he's right up there with the rest of us, so I'm sure you can probably schedule online. Uh, Parker has um, pickup and delivery, shuttle service. Simmons has shuttle service, starts at 7.30, runs again at 12 and 3.30. So we can pick you up from work or take you to work, pick you up from work, and everything is handled right there on the spot. Lynn's Auto Broker, 628-7500, located at 2101 North Stone Avenue. Go to lensautobrokerage.com. And I talked to Brian. Brian said, just put the website out because all the inventory that they have is rotated and changed on a daily basis on this website. So if you see something on the website you want to take a look at, you want to kick a tire, go on down to 2101 North Stone Avenue, 628-7500. They're open today from 8 o'clock until 4 o'clock or the last customer leaves. They'll make you a pot of coffee at 415. So you're not going to be in a rush to leave. And all right, now we can go back to what we were discussing, and we're going to the seven one nine fourteen ninety. Andrew, did you say we had a caller on the phone? Uh, we did, Jerry, but it looks like uh, we lost him. Okay, having to call back, or I'll tell him to call back. Go ahead and call back seven one nine fourteen ninety. I've got all the other stuff out of the way now. All the sponsors that bring you this program, including. Uh, Emily's portion of a state farm insurance agent, her information. And we're going back because there are a few more little things I have to ask Emily as we run through the rest of this program. 719-1490 now. You can come on. Remember me? I'm the guy that tells you I talk the first hour. You need to talk the second hour because I'm running out of energy. All right, Emily, when yes, sir. to claim – I'm sorry – Go ahead, Andrew. Never mind. All right, Emily, when to claim and not to claim? Ah, when it exceeds your deductible. <laughs> uh, I can't give a Shakespearean response to that, but, uh, yeah, you know, be smart about claims. Uh, make sure that it, 
if the vehicle is still operational and it seems minor, I always encourage my customers, uh, pick a collision center and get an estimate. And let's make sure that it's worth filing a claim. We don't want to have claims out there that don't exceed your deductible because then it goes on there as a $0 claim, and that's that's just silly. Well, uh, I had an accident, and I figured it was going to cost about $450, $500 have it fixed, and I told myself, self, I'm going to pay it out of pocket because I don't need to claim it. Uh, I mean, that's my deductible anyway. Well, it turned out to be $800, and, and I said to myself, self, for $300, I'm not going to, I'm going to pay the $800 instead of the $300 and then wind up uh, having my insurance premium go up because of a crash. So is that you make a, a good point? Yeah, yeah. if it's if it's collision. Using? Oh, pardon me. Go ahead. It, yeah, it, you're right, Jerry. If it's a collision uh, and you're just a couple hundred dollars over your deductible, um, might not be worth filing a claim and just do what we call self-insure and just pay it yourself mm-hmm. uh, because yeah, premiums can change. Uh, if you and I say can because they can, they also cannot um, change if you have a collision claim. Now, the only other thing I would caution people, and what I look at also, uh, you can you can do a five hundred dollar collision, and you could have injuries for somebody else or yourself. Now we're talking a different ball game, correct? Yes, when injuries what if I have are involved, an injury on this. What if I have yeah, they usually on a $500? Okay. Well, keep in mind, so, uh, so liability doesn't have a deductible, Jerry. So if, if you injure somebody, that there's no deductible for what your insurance company is going to pay out on those liability limits. Uh, it's you do have it's the property, that it's the, the collision, it's your car that is going to have the deductibles. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. That clears that up. All right. And then the other problem that I see in the auto, in the uh, automotive industry as well as the insurance industry is communication. And we were talking for two and a half hours, and I still have 500 questions. So communications, when you come in, when I go into your place, and, and like I did, but if I come in to a, as a client and I say, okay, Emily, this is what I've got. What do you recommend? How far are you going to educate me on that vehicle that I'm driving? Are you going to educate me enough to where when I leave there, I'll have everything in writing or a, a flyer or something to guide me through it? Because I don't like surprises either. I don't think anyone does. So is a communication factor a, a major factor with the insurance? Absolutely. It, it's it's so critical. When we're we're a, a growing office, we've uh, we grow quite a bit every year, and people trust in us. I think for one big reason, and it's communication. And it's not just me. I have a I have a whole team of fantastic account managers that are all fully licensed. They carry every license that I carry, so they are an extension of me. And when customers come to us and ask for a quote, oftentimes they just want to match what they have. But is what they have appropriate? So we ask them when we start the process of, of giving them the quote, let's slow down just for a second. 
I'm happy to quote what you have here, but let's make sure that is what you want and that's what you need. Uh, so what we do is just a, a, a conversation, and it's a, we call it the simple conversation, and we go over just where are they at, what's important to them, what do they have that's an insurable interest, and then let's design your policy that way. And I think that our growth at our office is a testament to that bringing value to people. And no matter who your agent is, you should be having that conversation. If you haven't had it in a while, go have that conversation because things change. And you have lots of things that are important to you. You're, for most people, their home is their largest asset. So you need to be having this conversation, especially right now, on your home. Because the way raw materials are going in the marketplace, my goodness, you want to make sure that you have enough to get that home rebuilt if something happens to it. And so you want to make sure that your coverages have adjusted with how wild it is out there for lumber and bricks and, and finishing materials like flooring and cabinetry. And so it's, it's a whole holistic conversation. It includes everything. We go over everything. And, and if, if we match what you have, perfect, then you've been properly insured. But if not, let's, let's right-size this right now. All right. Now, another little uh, uh, coverage that I see on here, uh, based on this brochure that you give me, we provide the following benefits if you carry emergency road service towing and or towing and labor on your policy. Uh, now, I see towing. I see mechanical labor. I see miscellaneous expenses. Would you cover that for us, please? Sure. Uh, so many fire. insurance companies... <laughs> with State Farm, they have emergency roadside service, kind of like a AAA. And it doesn't cost right. a lot of money, and it doesn't, for us, it doesn't have a deductible. But say, for instance, your, your vehicle breaks down on the side of the road and you need a tow, um, you can either call that 800 number, or I know uh, Frontier is a customer of yours, or, you know, call a local tow company, um, and then... Mm-hmm get that tow and I'll reimburse you for it. And it's a service that we offer to help our clients because your needs don't, don't, you know, just extend to a collision. It, it is, your needs are all the time. And State Farm put this in place to fill the gaps of what customers were experiencing. And if their vehicle breaks down, I, you know, we, we're not going to pay to fix it, but we'll pay it to get it somewhere to get it fixed. So make sure that your policy has towing and roadside service. Uh, If it's not on there, then you don't have it. And that's why it's important to visit with your agent to make sure you've got the right coverages. All right. Another thing that I see on here is mechanical labor. We will pay the cost of mechanical labor for up to one hour at the place of breakdown. Mm -hmm. So if you break down out on the freeway and it's something simple and uh, a a technician comes out there to fix it, you'll pay up to one hour to get that thing fixed so you can get it out of harm's way, correct? Correct. And an example on that I see all the time is batteries. Um, So they'll they'll pay for that that traveling to go, you know, get the battery and and put the battery in, but they're not going to pay for the battery. You pay for the battery. Uh, but that okay. is, you know, that's the more, most common one. Uh, lockout's another one where you lock your, yesterday, locked her keys in her trunk. <laughs> and so 
uh, you know, lockout service went out there and, and took care of it, and she's back on the road. So make sure you've got that because that's an important coverage. The other thing that I see on your little flyer here, you can also use our State Farm mobile app and statefarm.com to get roadside assistance, including a tow, flat tire replacement, a taxi, and many other kinds of help. All expenses mm-hmm. insured. In- all expenses insured must be reasonable and must have been incurred on an insured vehicle to be covered. You want to elaborate yeah, so on that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, with with insurance, the each policy needs to each policy can have their own original coverages. So just because you have roadside on one car with, with insurance doesn't mean it's on another. I know with AAA, you have it in a household, and it kind of covers everybody. Um, with us, it's a little bit different. And what they're talking about there is just you know, all the things that you can run into at, that disable you from operating your vehicle. So if you get a flat, you know, tow company could come out and find that they can't, you know, they don't need to tow you. They just need to, to change out your tire and they'll they'll help you with that. Um, same with the batteries, the lockouts. Uh, as far as the reasonable, uh, yes, it has to be reasonable. We can't, you know, hook you up to a, a, a tow truck and tow you from place to place to place. You need to kind of have a destination in mind. So let's say that you're going to right. Simmons 4x4. Then you say, I need to go to Simmons 4x4 to get my, my vehicle repaired. I've called ahead you need to take my vehicle there and say you're on your way to work. Well, then you just take a a cab to work and then Simmons will call you later in the day and say, we got you, we got you fixed and maybe they'll send their shuttle to pick you up. So (laughs) a little shout out to you. Um, That that happens. Yeah. That's how that works. All right. Now on when you uh, do insurances and we do a lot in the last 47, 46 years I've been in business, uh, we will see some insurance companies that will cut Simmons 4 before check directly, but we will also see the check that comes in that is uh, the customer will pay, and then they submit a claim or our, our repair bill or whatever, however it works out, to the insurance company, and the insurance company reimburses the client. Now, what's the do you do both ways, or what's your procedure on that? Yeah, that's up to the insured. The insured has control over that. So when a vehicle is towed to a shop and it's determined that repairs are going to be made, then the uh, the State Farm Claims Department will call our insured and say, what would you like to do? Would you like for me to send you the money or would you like me to direct pay to the shop? And And that's up to the insured on what they would like to do. They pay the shop their Perfect. deductible because they're, they're – so when State Farm pays the claim out, they pay it less the deductible. So the insured, when they go to pick up their vehicle, would be responsible for the deductible to the shop. And and so it is a personal preference. It's not a standard standard procedure. Perfect. Perfect. All right. So now you mentioned uh, Frontier Towing, who is our primary tower. Of course, they're a sponsor. Your GM also does a show. And uh, one, I'd like to thank Jim for showing up. He always seems to pop up when I need him the most. 
748-1100, Frontier Towing. Uh, you can call down there 24-7 and get a live voice at the other end of the phone. They have 32 vehicles they can put out on the road. So he can tow everything but a smart car. And he says smart cars do not go on it. And besides, if he had a smart car, he could probably haul it in his little motorcycle trailer that he's got. He wouldn't have to send a truck. <laughs> but I've used them for everything from hauling tractors out to uh, – actually, Brian Fuller used them to pull his uh, dad's tractor out to the fairgrounds. So I've used them to haul my tractors from my house to shop to have major repairs done on them. So they haul everything, including, as Emily didn't believe it, but the rhino that uh, Jim moved down at the uh, park uh, at the zoo. He actually moved a rhino. I've seen the picture. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. So he gets in some interesting things, and he's kind of crazy. So, yeah, you want to move? Let's see if we can move it. But he does everything from 18-wheelers to equipment transfer for job sites to job sites. Uh, to broken down vehicles, to flat tires. Uh, electric cars is getting to be one of his favorites because when the batteries go dead or you have a, uh, wire loose on an electric car, it locks everything down, including the wheels. You want to move that car, it'll probably have to slide. You jack it up, put it on a little coaster, and then you bring it on in. But I'm telling you, you know, he is involved in everything, including search and rescue. He's made his uh, off-road uh, four-wheeler available for search and rescue for large animal rescues, and I really appreciate that because we haven't had to use him yet, but we had a couple of occasions that we thought we was going to have to use him. So Frontier Towing, buddy of mine, absolutely a super place to get anything towed. You don't have to worry about anything. He is fully insured. He's bonded. He's got everything to cover his operation. So 748-1100, write that number down. You'll need it. And then uh, when you to have it towed into a place, uh, what do uh, – Emily, what do you need from State Farm? Let's go back to me crashing on the freeway. And let's say that I have Emily, uh, my agent, and I call you. Now, we covered a little bit of it the last hour or the first of this hour. I can't remember. But do what does the uh, collision center need from you in order to continue the work on this vehicle or the estimate on this vehicle? That is, that's a good question, and, and I it seems like such a – a, a simple question, but it is a complicated process, claims is, that people don't go through every day. And so that's why I always tell my customers, call us and let us navigate you through the process because it is a process. It's a lot of back and forth, back and forth with the collision center, back and forth with your, your insurance company. You, the, the collision center needs a claim. You've got to get the claim filed and that it allows them to kind of put eyes on the vehicle. Then you have to, as the insured, give them permission to open it up. They've got to they got to pull the bumper off and see what the damage is on the on the inside. And and you had you had mentioned this. That is so true. Take it apart and inspect it to get a real true assessment of how much it's going to cost to repair it. Then they send that information over to the insurance company, and then the insurance company calls you and says, hey. It looks like we can repair it. 
So we have settled for this amount with the collision center. Do you approve the work? If you do, call the collision center and tell them you approve the work. So it, it, it can kind of see how kind of all that communication wires can get crossed, and they sometimes do because collision centers are busy right now. <clears throat> Pardon me. They are so busy. And sure. so sometimes they just they don't have people just sitting there following up on everything. I mean, if you did if you had that, you'd have a bunch of people on payroll that, you know, that that you don't really shouldn't need. Right. If everybody just what? kind of communicated well. <laughs> and so then Correct. you tell the, right. the uh, collision center, I'm I approve the work. Let's get to work. All right, so the one thing that I would need to write down and, and, and tattoo it on my head would be the claim number because that seems to be tied to everything that the insurance company needs uh, as far as tracking your process on that. When I call in and said, okay, I'm having a problem with this. Now, who are you? I'm Jerry Simmons. Uh, what's the claim number? Uh, don't have it. All right, yep. now the process start. And, of course, with computers, you can probably pull me up really quick. But... I need a claim number. The collision center needs a claim number, uh, and it's very critical. So, you know, the claim number is right there in front of us at all times. Is this not correct? That is so true. You you need to hang on to that habit somewhere because you're going to be asked that number quite a few times. Oh, good, good. All right, so we got that out of the way. All right, now the other one I want to cover is windshield coverage. When windshields take a hike or you get sandblasted by a haboob going to Phoenix or something like that and you can't see out of it, or you have a vehicle that's about eh, 30 years, 35 years old, and it's been sandblasted over and over and over and over and over, and then in the morning you get up and as soon as the sun hits a windshield, you have to stick your head out of the side glass in order to see where the road went. When you have a glass coverage, uh, when you have a glass, co hey, it's happened. Uh, when you have a glass yeah. coverage, uh, is, does that go into a claim? I mean, does that go against you, or does it go against uh, you if I decide to go from, you know, my insurance company over to far, uh, State Farm? Explain that, uh, that procedure, because a lot of people haven't replaced, and we don't realize that, you know, they say, oh, it's zero. There's no such thing as zero anywhere. Something is a claim. Okay, go ahead. It, you're right, Jerry. Uh, windshields in Arizona can be $0 deductibles. That's something unique for us. Not every state has that. And, boy, do we go through a lot of windshields in Arizona. I don't know what makes us special, but if I have anybody that, that drives I-10 on the regular, we we see a lot of windshield claims. So. With that, I, I always ask the customers, is it something that needs to be replaced or can it be filled and re, what we call repaired? And if we can repair it, might as well, you know, save a few dollars, kind of save the glass and, and get that crack filled. If it's not in the line of sight, if it's not something that is too excessive to fill, um, you can fill a, a small star. If it's something mm -hmm. that needs to be replaced, then we file a claim and you get a new windshield. Now, that goes under your comprehensive. So like we talked about earlier, comprehensive doesn't have the same repercussions as collision. 
But if at the end of the year I, we've given you five windshields, well, now we've paid out more than you've paid us. <laughs> so we'll send you a letter saying, hey, uh, we, we recommend you follow these suggestions. And they've got, you know, State Farm's got many wonderful suggestions on how you can prevent getting those chips. Um, and so they send you that letter, and hopefully that, that helps uh, open your eyes to how much we've actually been paying out on all these claims, and just we'll, we'll take a closer look at each one as they start to come in. Um, but yeah, I mean, a normal, a normal household is, uh, and this is just average, a normal household is a windshield a year, windshield every other year, but I've got customers that are heavy drivers. You know, they go back and forth to Phoenix, they go back and forth to the White Mountains, and for some reason, there's just a lot of debris on those roads right now. So we, we see a few more windshields than average for them. Well, I remember a claim on a 99 uh, GMC that I lent my daughter and her um, husband to go to the White Mountains. Uh, and when they were going through Sholo, I think it was, or just outside of Sholo, a turkey come across and hit the windshield. And they pulled in at the first place they could get glass, and they had it replaced, and it, everything was good. I was vacuuming parts of glass out of the interior of that truck for six months. I mean, <laughs> it exploded when it hit. But I just want to, you know, I don't recall ever getting a claim increase or anything like that because they did hit it, and it was running about 45 miles an hour. Now, out on the freeway, if you take the Arizona wind, it averages 15 mile an hour a day, and it picks up a lot of loose dirt because we're really dry, and then you're cruising down the freeway at 75 miles an hour into a headwind, so you take the oncoming at 15 mile an hour, you're driving at 75 mile an hour, well, let's see, 75 plus 15, that takes you on up to a pretty heavy glass bead. People know what it is when I say a glass bead, a, a cylinder head, or clean it off, clean the carbon off the cylinders with glass bead. If you have to take it apart, you glass bead it. Glass is sand. It's just, it's sand. So when it hits a windshield, it, it to me, it wouldn't surprise, surprise me a bit to go through. If you're facing, uh, coming up and down the road, like you're saying, your drivers that go to Phoenix and back every day, yeah, I can understand why they grind up a piece of glass. Because they're grinding it up with sand, so yeah, that 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 makes a lot of sense to me right there. Uh, and on, I see, I, w I had another one here. Where is it? Where is it? Eh, we just about covered everything that I was doing. The pack rats, we got that covered. Uh, what else do you want to say, Emily? Well, I want to say thank you so much for having me on, and I encourage callers to look out for yourself. Uh, in, insurance companies insure a lot of cars, and so sometimes they don't have the time or the manpower to look out for you specifically. So call your agent, call your insurance company, review your policies, make sure they're appropriate for you, and, uh, and when you have a situation where you need to file a claim, make sure you communicate early and often with your agent so that your claim is successful and then you can get back on the road faster. Bad communication 
it it will it will stall the progress and you will be out your car for longer than expected and it will be a bad situation so be an active participant in your insurance and review it home and auto to make sure that you're properly covered and that's that's Thanks. my mission Jerry so <laughs> that's my passion good Good. And Emily, for those who listen to the show today, you want to go by Emily's place at uh, 4345 East Broadway or call her at 445-6444. She's open from 9 o'clock in the morning to 530 Monday through Friday. And it's Emily at Tucson Agent. It's This is weird. Emily at TucsonAgentEmily.com. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah, my website's TucsonAgentEmily.com. All right. Now, uh, for a little sidebar on this uh, automotive accident stuff, every 30 seconds in the U.S., somebody's in an accident. Every 30 seconds. If you haven't had the privilege of having a car accident without insurance, I highly recommend you don't try that one because it stinks. You go ahead and get these cars insured and protect your assets because you don't you can't predict you cannot predict what's gonna happen in a car accident. It's impossible. Now I realize Tucson's got some of the best drivers in the world. <clears throat> and uh but when you're driving on Tucson streets and you have everything construction going, be careful out there. Stay awake. Emily, thank you so very much for coming on and straightening out a lot of the insurance questions that I had, which is probably going to be most that everybody else has. Thank you much. Have a good weekend, Emily. Thank you, Jerry. And for the God rest, bless. And for the rest of you out there, God bless you.